Leadership File on Premier. Welcome to the show which helps you lead where God has placed you. I'm Andy Peck. If you're a Christian, you might hope to glorify God in all that you do. But what is it like to work in a company that includes such a name in its corporate objectives? Well, I'm joined by two employees of such a company. The company's name is Chick-fil-A, a fast food restaurant whose headquarters are in Atlanta, Georgia. And their names are Jim Bryant and Caitlin Miller. So welcome, guys, to the Leadership Farm. Thank you, Andy. Good to, good to have you here. So the name of the company is Chick-fil-A, which is um, Chick-fil, F-I-L, hyphen A. Now, for those of us in the UK who've never heard of it, what is what is Chick-fil-A? Well, Andy, thanks for having us. It's exciting to be over here. Jim and I both work for Chick-fil-A, like you mentioned, which is a chicken-based fast food company started in the southeast corner of the United States. And what grew is just a small little establishment has now expanded to over 2,000 restaurants back in the United States. Well, is it just U.S.-based? We are for now, although your country's pretty great. So here's to hoping. <laughs> okay, thank you. No, great stuff. So, um, I mean, your own, own journey to work with them. You, you, Caitlin, first. Yes. So I work at our corporate office in Atlanta. We have a large office based where we started that supports all of our different restaurants across the company. And I specifically work in the training department of our company focused on hospitality. Okay. So training some of our restaurant leaders on how to bring hospitality to life, even in the fast food setting. Okay, and Jim? Well, Andy, my journey began 36 years ago when I was a, a teenager looking for an after-school job. Oh, well. And uh, started at Chick-fil-A in a little town called Hot Springs, which is in Arkansas, over in the U.S. And uh, it was just an after-school job that uh, the more I did it, the more I liked it. I pursued that while I was in college. And then uh, upon graduation of college, I was able to get a franchise back in 1987 in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and uh, have owned and operated uh, uh, two Chick-fil-A's uh, since then. Wonderful. So I've owned and operated uh, two stores for 30 years. Fantastic. Well, that's a lovely story of, you know, started from literally at the very bottom, I guess, you know, right at yeah, right Pretty much, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, all, with all due respect, yes. To, to, yeah, started to at the bottom, absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. So, I mean, I, I, I'd heard that you're doing well. Can you share something of the size and scope, Kate? And you mentioned um, 2,000 or so stores. Um, I understand it's, it's, it's been a successful, you know, franchise, very much so. Uh, yes, it has, Andy. Uh, we have, um, back when I started, uh, Chick-fil-A. Nobody really even knew how to pronounce the name, <laughs> let alone who we were. We were a very small company. And we've been blessed over the, uh, the, the last several years to see the company grow, not just in numbers, uh, but in influence in, in the U.S. Um, that was one of Truett Cathy, our founders, uh, great passions was to have influence, positive influence on all who come in contact with Chick-fil-A. And in addition to that influence, we have grown numerically. As Caitlin mentioned, we have over 2,000 locations. Those locations, uh, all of them are closed on Sunday. And yet we do more business than our competitors. Uh, in those six days, we do more business than they do in seven. Wonderful. There is a, a toy shop in the UK called The Entertainer, which has a similar policy because mm -hmm. the founder is a Christian, and he finds a similar success rate given given that he's apparently behind his competitors and not opening as often. So it's, it's wonderful. Good. Um, so, I mean, I, I mentioned, I hinted that the, the, the business is, has a kind of corporate objective. 
to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come into contact with Chick-fil-A. So, I mean, that that's, that sounds great, but I mean, comes how did how did that come up, come about, to have that kind of influence, uh, that kind of purpose statement, um, you know, in a, in a secular world kind of thing? Yeah, it's a great story. As, like Jim mentioned, as successful as we are thankful to be today, there was a period back in the early 1980s where we were struggling as as a brand with sales and with growth. And it was a time, like all crises are, that really drive you to come back to the core of who you are and what you really believe. So our founder, as well as the real executive leaders of our organization, decided to get away, take a retreat, and really hone in on what is our purpose here. And thankfully for all of us who get to come in those footsteps, the conclusion was, if we're going to go down, we want to go down doing this, but hopefully we go up doing this. And that's to glorify God, as you mentioned, combining that ability to do so with a faithful stewardship and having a positive influence. And certainly for my generation that's coming behind the next, that was honestly what hooked me into this organization because I saw in that corporate purpose what I wanted the purpose of my life to be as well. But it's a centering and a reminder of why we do everything we do. Splendid. Good. Uh, and um, a sub- supplementary question, of course, is how does that filter down into the company? I mean, can you, how, how does that work out on the, on the ground or, as it were, in the restaurant? Absolutely. For one thing, it's a steerer when it comes to deciding between mm. different options. So like Jim mentioned, and one of the most evident ways that that's seen is by the fact that we're closed on Sundays. But it also just goes down to how we trust God to honor our obedience to every command we feel he's giving us, including the way that we love him and love people, the way that we serve wholeheartedly, live grace, show kindness, do things the right way, tell the truth, seek justice, every every act. So whether it's praying for wisdom and acting on what we believe he's given us or doing our best to be honest and truthful and kind everywhere that we go, we hope that everything just gives us the platform to be able to give him the glory for it. Yeah, and I would add that it just becomes a filter for every decision that you make. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this Is this something that glorifies God? Is this being a faithful steward? Is this something that will have a positive influence on people? Mm-hmm. If it doesn't pass through that filter, then we try our best to, to not do those those things. And you as an owner have had yes. to face that. I, I guess you've had to, there have been occasions maybe when things have come your way that maybe. You, you passed on or yeah there's always tricky? there's always things that uh, uh, you know in the business world or in your personal life that that don't always honor God and so uh, it helps having chick-fil-a as, as kind of the filter to help us make uh, correct decisions and um, uh, chick-fil-a makes it easy I mean they you know the part of the principle is we're closed on Sunday so there's just certain things that never enter into that temptation hey, I'm going to go ahead and open on Sunday. Well, you can't because that's part of the Chick-fil-A sure. uh, policies. Uh, otherwise, some business people might be tempted uh, to say, well, hey, let's do what the world is doing and uh, and see if we can be successful at it. So mm. so Chick-fil-A has set up a very good uh, kind of filter policy for us mm. on that. And, and do you find that there's been any sense of um, kind of, I don't know, people, people shooting at Chick-fil-A because of that, because you're Christian, they kind of, challenge it or, or there's me the media on you know trying to find chinks in the armor so to speak would that would that make sense would it... sure I think 
the biggest thing, the great thing for us is that we follow Jesus, who told us just to worry the most about what he thinks. Mm. So hopefully that's still always the driver more than any other opinions in the world. Andy, I can think to uh, back in 1996, I had a mall location and we were going to open a store outside the mall. And I had a gentleman tell me that Chick-fil-A would never be successful outside the mall since we were closed on Sunday. And he was really adamant that the only way to be successful uh, was to open on Sunday like all the other restaurants. And I told him, I said, well, we'll play it out. We'll see how it goes. And uh, uh, we're, we're, we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, okay. So, um, I mean, hospitality is a big thing for you, uh, being in the restaurant business. How do you try to kind of go the extra mile in terms of hospitality within your restaurants? I think, Caitlin, this is your, your area, as it were. Sure. Well, for starters, even that term extra mile starts for us by where that really came from, which is based on Jesus' teaching in Matthew 541. And at a time where it was law that Romans could force any Jewish citizen to drop everything they were doing and carry that Roman citizen's possessions a mile, Jesus' instruction to his people was when you're commanded to go one mile, go with them the one mile and then go with them two. And we've just seen that there's incredible power in not only fulfilling the first mile of expectations, which for us is safe food and clean restaurants and excellent service, which we certainly always strive to provide. But then we've found that there's an incredible opportunity for impact and positive influence in that second mile, by which we mean going above and beyond what's expected to show that you're doing it out of a genuine heart of love and care for people. So in our restaurants, we define hospitality, which can certainly be defined in a lot of ways. For us, we define it as ensuring our guests feel cared for personally, Mm -hmm. which involves seeing them, each guest, as a person Mm -hmm. with a very unique individual heart, story, life, level of circumstances that they're walking into us with that day, and hopefully, prayerfully, providing a place of restoration, which is where the word restaurant originated from, a place where they feel seen and cared for and loved and served. So whether that's seeing a mom with her hands full walk in and rushing up to grab a high chair before she has to worry about it, or whether it's just looking people in the eye and smiling, offering an encouraging word, walking with people with umbrellas to their car in the rain, whatever it is, just in the small or the grand ways, just to show that we really care. And you're you're involved in in training the staff in that kind of approach? A little bit with our corporate staff and primarily with those who work in our restaurants across the country. And uh, are are most of the staff Christians or all the Christians? I mean, how does that pan out in terms of the Christian, non-Christian? Sure. So it's an interesting question because certainly we know that only the Lord knows each of our hearts specifically. But the beauty is with our corporate purpose that we mentioned That for us is engraved on a rock outside of our front doors. Mm -hmm. And when you walk in, the first thing you see is a statue of Jesus washing his disciples' feet, reminding us, Mark 10, 45, that Jesus came Mm -hmm. not to be served, but to serve. So we do our best just to remind all of us about Mm -hmm. who we are and and what we're striving for and um, certainly have have brought on those who are willing to to run with us. So so it's the values of the organization that they would espouse you know, obviously their own private decision for or against Jesus is, is up to them, really. But yeah, okay, fair enough. Good. We are listening to Leadership File with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by a couple of employees of Chick-fil-A, a, a fast food 
restaurant whose headquarters are in Atlanta, Georgia, and we'll be back just after this. Welcome back to Leadership Farm with me, Andy Peck. I'm joined this week by uh, Jim Bryant and Caitlin Miller. They're both uh, employees of uh, Chick-fil-A, a fast food restaurant whose headquarters are in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, unusual within the UK context because this uh, company has corporate objectives which seek to glorify God uh, by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to them to have a positive influence on all they came in, into contact with. So the founder was a Christian and uh, we're talking on the leadership file about the, the way in which those values have been uh, kind of embedded within the company. And uh, we're talking in the, the second half, perhaps a little bit more, about the, the leadership ethos within the within the business. So um, good good to be having this conversation with you guys. Um, so talk us through the the, the, the the leadership ethos. I understand there's a an acronym S E R V E. Yeah, that's a that's something that we've taught for a long time. We we teach servant leadership, and so out of that we have developed what we call the serve model. And I'll, I'll explain what it is, and Caitlin can, can take off on some different uh, topics of it. But see and shape the future, engage and develop others, reinvent continuously, value results and relationships, and then embody the values. And I think Caitlin's going to share a little bit with us about uh, the, the first couple of letters there. Thank you. Absolutely. So like Jim said, that first S, we know that great servant leaders see and shape the future. And what we mean by that certainly isn't that we have all the future steps figured out, but that leaders have a clear vision for where they want to go. Because, of course, a leader is just anyone who has people following them. So we know that, goodness, the best leader of all, Jesus, had a very clear explanation for us of where, where our lives were headed, what the purpose was in following him. And we know that all leaders create a compelling vision for their followers. So not only just a vision, but one that's compelling, one that's about, for us, more than just money and profit and business, more than just seeing our customers with a dollar bill on their forehead, but about truly, like we've mentioned, glorifying God by stewarding what he's entrusted to us and having an influence on people's lives. And we also know that Vision has a short shelf life, so there's a constant need to be recasting that and to be leading people along. And then our second letter, E, to engage and develop others. So before we even hope to overflow this hospitality and kindness and care to our guests, we know that as leaders, it starts with overflowing that to our team. So seeing each of those we serve as unique individuals who we support as leaders, another bit revolutionary concept from the world, instead of lording our authority over our team, we hope to start by serving our team first, ensuring that each of them are engaged with who we are, where we're going, and that we care about each of them as individuals so uniquely that it's our aim to develop them. And our operators like Jim do an amazing job at engaging as young as 15-year-olds all the way up through the end of the age spectrum, giving them a place where they belong and a true purpose to buy into in the restaurant. Fantastic. So that's S, S and E. And, and then the, the third? Yes. The, so the next one would be reinvent continuously. And, you know, you don't have to look too far. If you read in the Bible, uh, Paul was certainly an example of somebody who was reinvented. Uh, he was reinvented. Uh, of course, he was a persecutor of Christians and then became a, a, one of the, the best followers of Christ that there is in the, as an example for us. And so I think it speaks to uh, not only the importance of reinvention, but that anybody 
can be reinvented. And uh, that was certainly a great example. In the business world, I think a lot of times of Apple Computer. You know, they were they were called Apple Computer back in the 80s, and they had a computer. And uh, that was about all they had. And somewhere in the late 90s, uh, when Steve Jobs reengaged with the company, uh, he saw fit that they needed to reinvent who they were because they were about to go out of business. And, and so, of course, now they, they came out with the iPod and then eventually the iPhone and the iPad. And uh, now it's called Apple. Uh, so they, they went through a great uh, reinvention of who they were. So the R is reinvent continuously, and it's important to know that you, you, you constantly have to reinvent. As Caitlin mentioned, vision has a short shelf life. And so as a leader, you need to constantly be asking, are you where you need to be? Are you the best you can be? And constantly reinvent who you are. I'm a different leader today than I was back in the 80s by a long stretch. Uh, but I, I try to reinvent myself continuously. Uh, not not In reinvention, what it doesn't mean is wavering on your principles and values. Those things don't need to be reinvented. They need to be firmly planted. And you shouldn't ever think about reinventing your, your core principles and values. Mm. But how you get the job done uh, certainly needs to be reinvented. Mm. Uh, we uh, uh, When I started, we didn't have uh, computers that, that ran the store, so we certainly didn't have any kind of uh, mobile ordering or online mm. ordering. And now that's something that's really, uh, Chick-fil-A's been real good about reinventing how the systems work uh, to place the orders. And now we're seeing in the U.S. a great number of our uh, orders are coming through through mobile ordering, mm. uh, people ordering the food on their phone. And and so we, we've been a good student of reinvention mm. to keep up uh, with the time so that we can stay relevant uh, to, in, in people's minds. Sure. The next one, the V, is value results and relationships. And, and the key word in there is not relationships or results. The key word is and. Because what's mm. important to know is that in the business world, Results are super important. Uh, we all strive for results. You know, the uh, Wall Street measures results. Uh, everybody wants to know how, how, how your sales are and how, uh, you know, even in the church, how many people attended church on Sunday. Uh, everybody wants to know about results. But what's important is you can't have good results without good relationships. Uh, relationships are critical. That's what, got, that's what causes people to want to come to work, to want to take care of our guests. Kind of going back to the word hospitality, uh, a good definition I heard one time of hospitality is care and comfort of strangers. Mm. And every day we have in our average restaurant around 2,000 transactions in the business. Every transaction could have one customer. It could have five or six or seven. So in each Chick-fil-A location, we could have thousands and thousands of people uh, eating at Chick-fil-A every day. Most of those are going to be strangers. So mm-hmm. hospitality is taking care of those strangers and treating them like you know them. Mm-hmm. And so the better we do at the relationship side, not only with our team members, but in, in treating our guests that way, it helps us to, to get the good results. Sure. So valuing results and relationships is a critical component of our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's. I think for, for many there's a, for many Christians, I think the results-driven nature of the business world is something of a turn-off. And it's lovely to hear you say that the the, the pe- people matter. And obviously, to an extent, 
you know, they matter because the results won't come if they don't matter, but, right. but also they matter because of your values. Absolutely. And make no mistake, we are a for-profit company, mm. and, and that's very important. But the better we do on the profit part of it, the more we can do on the giving mm-hmm. side of it, the better we can have, uh, you know, a spirit of generosity. Mm. Uh, we create profit so we can have greater margin uh, to do the things that we really want to do. Yeah. And that leads us to the final E, um, embody the values. Absolutely. So each of those four things that we've talked about, to see and shape the future, engage and develop others, reinvent continuously, value relationships and results as leaders. And I think for all those leaders who are listening today wondering, goodness, how can I get my employees to be more of this and this? Or how can I change the culture of my business, my workplace to be more of this? A lot of times I'm first and foremost guilty of thinking that we need to come at it with a instructional approach or a disciplinary policy when in reality, I think one of the most compelling, if not the most compelling change agent of all is to embody the values of where you hope to bring the values of those around you. So again, per always, our leader, Jesus, was the best at this. We read over and over in scripture that we only love because he first loved us and that no one has served us greater than him who washed our feet and then sends us out to serve and care for those. So as we follow one who embodied those values, I think he has now commissioned us to embody those values as well. Splendid. And of course, you uh, you guys are over in the UK because you're seeking to, to help the, the younger generation. Um, I believe it's the sort of 20s largely um, in a kind of a academy in, in based in London to understand these kind of principles themselves. Right. That's correct. Yeah, we're over here working with One Rock, uh, which uh, I think you're going to hear more about in the next segment, uh, but a great organization. Uh, we're over here uh, presenting some of the Chick-fil-A leadership principles to their academy. I believe there's 19 of the of the students in that. And we're, we're taking them through the serve model and through uh, another leadership model that we have at Chick-fil-A. One of the things we do, Andy, is uh, Trip Kathy set up uh, an organization years and years ago, uh, and it's become known today as the, as the Life Shape Foundation. And it's a nonprofit part of Chick-fil-A. And one of those things that the Life Shape organization does is go to all parts of the world and teach uh, leadership and um teach some of the Chick-fil-A principles of leadership in some of the countries uh, that are striving to become better leaders. One of the things that Jim was is basically exactly as he said over here with an organization called One Rock that focuses on mentoring these young professionals. And I think one of the neatest opportunities that we have, it's pretty astounding that as a fast food chicken selling company, The Lord has just given us a vision for so many ways to use it for Him. And it's really exciting to be able to share with a room of 21 different young professionals in all kinds of industries across the map, as we know all of the listeners today represent as well, that it's true what we read about in Colossians, that whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we can do it to the glory of God. And it's neat to see the way that that comes to life in secular, corporate spheres, entertainment, Every industry across the board, ranging to the church, that as followers of Jesus, as Christians, we are all called to be full-time ministers. Some of us have just been called to do it in a fast food restaurant. 
That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for well, a for coming to England. Our, our pleasure. <laughs> and B for sharing on the leadership farm. Thank you, Andy. So that thank was um, Jim Bryant and Caitlin Miller, who've been uh, sharing a little bit about their experience of Chick Fil A and uh, some of the the values of that organisation and the way in which uh, they're so uh, God honouring in their focus. Uh, thank you for listening to Leadership Far. Do you can uh, log on to Premier's website as always and listen to this again on on demand. You can go to iTunes and uh, download this issue and um, of course any other um, of previous recordings that. Um, Go to your listening device, just subscribe. Um, and all join me again next Sunday at 3.30. I look forward to your, your company. You've been listening to The Leadership File on Premier. Andy Peck serves as a tutor at CWR, a Christian charity whose courses and publications aim to apply God's word to everyday life. Contact him via email, apeck at cwr.org.uk. You've been listening to the Leadership File podcast. Subscribe now to this podcast on iTunes or Podbean and find out more about our other Premier podcasts at premier.org.uk backslash podcasts.